Hello there, folks, and thank you for listening to the show. I'm Joanna. I'm Nate, and we are Stranger Than, a podcast discussing unsolved mysteries, weird occurrences, misunderstood phenomena, and creepy happenings. As always, the Stranger Than podcast logo art is brought to you by Cthulhu Art. The link will be in the show notes. So today we are doing Missing People 3, I guess, is for lack of a better name. Revenge of the Missing. Revenge of the Missing. We talked about this. There's no revenge. <laughs> there could be. <laughs> it's really hard when it's a third installment of something. I know. Like, try and think of one movie that has, like, a, the number three of the sequels is a great catchy name. Return of the Jedi. Well, yeah, Return of the Jedi. And then there's, you could also say, like, Clone Wars too, the Star Wars set of the, the newer set. Yeah. Not the newer, newer ones. No, but the, the the first set of new ones. The first set of new ones, which were all just... The prequels, if you will. Yeah, the prequels. Not my favorites. Right. There's uh, Alien 3 Resurrection. Yeah, we can't really say Missing People Resurrection. No, that doesn't That's work. That's not going to work that at all. Work. What else? What's Die Hard 3 called? I feel like it's just Die Hard 3. Like, sometimes you just can't do anything except... Say the original title and add a three after it. Nightmare on Elm Street 3, that had a name. Did it? Other than Nightmare on Elm Street 3? Pretty sure. Friday the 13th, part three, probably had a name, but they were probably still doing... I don't know if it's... They'll say the three, but then... And then they have the, the like... Like yeah, a catchphrase, like right. a slogan about the movie. Hmm... Well, well, this is Missing People 3, and we are going back to missing people in more stories of missing people in the national parks in the United States. And uh, today we're going to be talking about, of course, some of those cases, and we're also going to go into a little bit more depth into some of the theories that people have. David Pilates right. himself doesn't really put forth any theories. Although I think I mentioned before, David is a, an avid Bigfoot believer oh yes yes and he but, sort of alludes to it but he never mm -hmm. outright says he never like, outright Yo, says this is what's happening which just, is understandable because i feel like if he said for sure that that's even if he, that's what he thinks it is if he said for sure then that's just going to be more people that are going to think that he's like a whack job yeah totally it'll be detrimental to the cause of finding out what's happening to these exactly people. exactly so he doesn't ever really put forth any of his own uh he doesn't. He doesn't know the answer any more than we do. Right, right. Even if he is someone who suspects that Bigfoot exists, that doesn't. Oh, you know, that doesn't mean that he says each and every one of these disappearances was related to that. Right, and it's, in particular. So and we'll talk about Bigfoot a little bit later. Because yeah, I mean, David Flays is a super smart guy oh, yeah. with like a background in law enforcement. Search Twenty and years, rescue, I think. Search and like rescue, that. yeah, and work for search and rescue. Did you have some stuff on how he got started? Yeah, he was approached by a ranger, an off-duty ranger in a park. Oh he yeah, was actually, yeah, I've heard him talk about this. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. where he was actually investigating some missing people there or something, and the ranger knew who he was and came up to him and was like, "Hey, man." It was kind of like all clandestine too. They like, yeah. come, I, I thought it was a couple of them that came to the. Oh, it could have been a to couple. his hotel room and. But all, yeah. Kind of like, oh, hey, we have this secret, weird information for you. And previous to that, he'd been really into Bigfoot. But as soon as he heard about this sort of thing and started really looking into the missing people thing, that he just, 
doesn't do a lot of Bigfoot research anymore. Well, and, and the, the interesting part about it is the aspect that the National Park Service uh, does not disclose a whole lot of this information to the public. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's like and kind even... of a big, a big side to it. And I don't know if that's Bigfoot related or not, but it's definitely... It's weird. Yeah. Because he asked for the National Park Service. Because he kind of didn't really him. think anything of it. And then when he did start trying to get information, he was like, oh, shit. Yeah, they said, they said we don't keep those kinds of mm-hmm. records. And he, they said that, and he kept calling, and they said that. And eventually, he filed for a Freedom of Information Act request. And, you know, since he's a published author, they'll waive all the fees for mm-hmm. those, those requests, like printing fees and all that kind of bullshit. Well, at some point, an attorney calls him. An attorney from the National Park Services calls him and, and asks him why he wants this information. So he says it's because, you know, all these fucking people are going missing and we no one knows why and I'd like to figure this out. Can you imagine, like, probably over at the offices, like, oh my god, this guy won't stop. Now he's filed a lawsuit. Well, no, a, a request for... Oh, a request. Like, yeah. he's he's filed something, though, official with, like, the courts. It's a, yeah, an official thing. Like, you've got, it goes through the government and the mm-hmm. government. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's, it's on the radar now, and his so, request. And so... But, I mean, prior to that, he was calling and calling. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. they're like, oh, my God, now this guy's doing this. And they're like, and we don't and have then, records, like, hey, we don't hey, keep Steve, the records. you know, call someone from legal, please, you know. <laughs> and so this guy <laughs> All from... All right, can you call this guy, please? And everyone's just like, oh, my God, you know. And so this attorney says, he, we won't be waiving the fees for this. Your, your books just aren't popular enough. Yeah, so it's like basically call him and uh, fuck with him. Tell him that we are not going to waive any fees and that it's going to cost him a shitload of money. So maybe he'll just go away and give up. Thirty-four grand, mm-hmm. and that's just for the records from Yosemite, which is roughly 28,000 euro. If he wanted all the records for all the parks, it was going to be $1.4 million, which is 1.2 euro. It's... Kind of interesting how the records went from not existing to being super fucking expensive. So who knows? Maybe it was just they got sick of him, and so they I were like, "I think they did. They didn't want to have. They didn't want to disclose him any information unless they absolutely had to. So they're just trying to throw up a bunch of robot blocks, basically, make it unattainable in a different way instead mm-hmm. of saying it doesn't exist, saying that is going to just be a shitload of money. And that's pretty much how he got started. He just yep, and it just kind of blew up from blew there. Blew up since then. And we're going to just go back over what makes these so weird, and it's that canine units can't find the scent or they won't search. Even the pro trackers they call in, sometimes it's in Navajo land, so they have those folks come in, or sometimes they, you know, wherever it is, they'll get, you know, and in the case of Australia, they're bringing aboriginals in, and they can't find shit. Yeah. If the body is eventually found, it's normally found in in an area where one could not at all miss it. Right, and often without shoes and other articles of clothing, which makes it even weirder that they're found in these inaccessible places with no fucking shoes. Right, right. Or they'll find just the shoes or, like, pants inside out and folded and weird shit like that. Oftentimes it's wooded areas, areas near water, areas near rocks. And they often, they disappear without a trace. So there's no blood, no animal signs, only sometimes a random bit of clothing like a shoe or something they're usually either very young very intelligent or they have some sort of mental or physical impairment so like children physicists and like guys in wheelchairs and stuff right and also like older older yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i'm not gonna say like old but there's like a lot of active older people yeah 
And let me tell you, I'm not going to be trying to say any of them shouldn't be out hiking because I fucking hate the shit out of hiking. I love national parks, but I like to go on hikes that are not super uphill. Yes. Because I can walk for miles and miles and miles. I try to walk like five miles a day on my days off just because, yeah. Walking's good. Yeah, walking's good. And I need to do fucking something since I have no time for any other form of exercise these days, it seems. Yeah. But let me tell you, the second it's uphill over rough terrain, I want to fucking die. It's just done. I will see like these older people, like they'll have their walking stick and they'll have already summited and come back down and they're just like not even a little bit out of breath. And they're just like, you know, looking all happy and you're like, red really faced en- and huffing and puffing. Right. Like they really enjoyed their four mile uphill hike. Ugh. And not I'm just like sitting there on a rock, like half. Well, I would not say I'm definitely not half their age at this point, but significantly younger than them still and i am like gasping for breath and just yeah generally wanting to fucking die because i'm so miserable all the time so there's a lot of fit old people yes definitely older people we have a few stories for us joanna i do have a few stories for you why don't you tell us a few stories i'm gonna start with a couple of stories out of Olympic National Park. Oh, right down the street, so right. to speak. <laughs> exactly. And I actually went there last May, right after our first Missing People episode dropped. Yeah. I went to Olympic National Park for Labor Day weekend with my kids. And when we got there, there was actually one of the stories that I have today. There was a poster of this guy because he had just gone missing like the month before. Oh, no shit. And there was a poster there. And I'm like, oh, look at that. Like more another missing person <laughs> yeah. as I come to visit Olympic National Park. And I took a picture of it. I don't know if I have it. So I think I deleted it out of my regular photos. I was going to post it, but then I felt kind of weird about it since it was just so a recent. month. It was so recent. And yeah. to, to just be kind of like, oh, look, another missing person like seemed a little callous like right, I, right. I can put that in a way that seemed super respectful for the fact that this guy this young guy is out there missing yeah yeah um without it yeah just i can post an update to the podcast without it just seeming like kind of flippant and yeah well so it's been a year it's, so. it's been a year so i'm actually gonna start go back a little bit though and talk about another person at olympic national park because this is interesting. So John Devine, he's 73. So yeah, an, an older hiker. Yes. But uh, apparently a really good one because he was at Olympic National Park. This is 1997. And he was planning to do a 24 mile or 39 kilometer. Is it kilometer or kilometer? Kilometer. Kilometer. I don't know why I always want to say kilometer. It's spelled like that and maybe it, it maybe it's one that can be kilometer or kilometer yeah possibly probably who the fuck knows english is fucking aluminum aluminium whatever <laughs> so he was gonna hike 24 miles or 39 kilometers kilometers fuck into the park from mount baldy and he had been camping with a friend his name was greg balzer the friend but his friend had gone hunting that day. So John Devine was 
just on gonna, his own. Yeah, he was on his own. He was going to do this hike on his own. 24 miles. That's a hell of a, hell of a hike. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of walking yeah. there going on. 24 20, miles. 24 miles. I mean, how do you even expect to do that? In a day, was he going to break it up over two days? Because uh, you could do twenty-four miles in a day, twelve miles one way and then back. Well, I guess maybe that was maybe that was it. Maybe it was twenty-four round trip. I'm thinking he's going from point A to point B, and that's twenty-four fucking. Oh, miles. that's possible too. I, I don't know. I don't know I don't either. Think you do that in one day, to forty-eight like. But I mean, if trip, you go that's... twenty-four, mi- I mean twenty-four miles round trip and twenty-four miles one way, that's twenty-four miles is twenty-four miles. Oh yeah, it's still twenty-four miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> no matter which way you hack it. Yeah, which seems like a lot. Yeah, for I wouldn't be all like, oh yeah, I can do that. No, I couldn't do twelve miles. I can. I mean, maybe 10, depending do, on the terrain. I could walk I've done while. 10 miles around the track. The most I've ever run has been 9 miles. But yeah, I wouldn't be... But that's running. Mm-hmm. I think I could walk a lot farther than that. I wouldn't want to. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, he set out on a very... um arduous trek yes he's setting out on a very ambitious hike here and he goes missing and never found they searched for him for a full week and this is what is weird about it there was a rescue helicopters were involved and one of them crashed oh wow while searching for him and it killed three people and injured five others damn you know helicopters actually crash a fucking lot i bet they're complicated machines and it's not something people aren't flying commercially on helicopters a whole lot no helicopters are kind of reserved for like government news yeah yeah either either the news or um government services you know medical search and and rescue yeah, yeah the police helicopters and then yeah the medical like of course military stuff. yeah and the military but yeah they don't get reported as much is what i'm saying but oh, apparently yeah. they fucking crash all the time i'm sure my brother in the military is ridden on helicopters a bunch i mean he's just like yeah it's insane how much they actually i believe it they're <laughs> weird complicated so yeah there's this fucked up helicopter crash and, like I said, killed three people, injured five others. And at that point, it's also the weather is starting to turn shitty. Of course, because that's another thing that happens after it, it, in, yeah, in it these is. cases. It is. And so they're just kind of like, okay, we're going to scale this back. But the weird thing about the helicopter crash is that right before the pilot took off, he used a hand signal that I guess was indicating that he was going to wait five minutes for conditions to improve before taking off. Oh. But then, just like a second later, the helicopter just departed, just went straight up and crashed into the side of the mountain. Weird. Yeah. It just, like, up a few seconds and then bam. Just popped up and went. Yeah. Wow. So, I thought that was pretty strange. That's pretty strange. I agree. The next one is... The hiker that was missing when I went to the park with my kids last year, and his name is Jacob Gray, a 22-year-old Santa Cruz native, and he had been living in Washington, I guess, for about 
18 months and went missing in uh, Olympic National Park on April 5th, 2017. He had left Port Townsend alone on his bicycle and he was towing a trailer that had a bunch of camping gear in it. Oh, wow. And his bike and camping gear were found on the side of the Solduck Hot Springs Road. Uh, they were found there by other park visitors, mm-hmm. and that was on April 6th, the next day. Yeah. Apparently, they had you know professional trackers come in, and some of the things they found was that they think there was some evidence that he might have fallen into the water. Like, maybe he went down to filter water oh, and yeah. fell into the river. Yeah. Family members who looked through his stuff that were found by those visitors the next day said that his his camelback water bottle and his water filtration system were not in amongst his belongings and oh, they yeah. knew that he would so have he, that. He may have So been yeah, using he might that have gone down to the river to fill up uh, to like, you know, fill up the water filter and fill up his water bottle. I'm sure the searchers searched the river pretty damn well though, because they did that well, in many other cases. Here's the thing is that they found what appeared to be slip marks, like he had fallen oh, okay. into the river. But then they found tracks from the other side of the river uh, leading into the forest. So indications that he was filling his water bottle, he fell into the river. And then went the other way. But then emerged from the river on the other side from what he had entered. Yeah. And then walked off into the forest. That's and from weird. there, there's like nothing. Because you'd think that... If it was him, he would at least stay on the river and trying to get to try right, and get find the other this, side. Get another place to cross. Because I can understand if you fall in the river and it's fast moving and really cold and you're just trying to get out and you can get out easy. Oh, yeah. You, can, you just get, get out as fast you know, as you which, can. Whichever way you can go. Yeah. So I understand him emerging on the other side of the river after falling in, but then just walking off into the woods and disappearing from there seems... Weird. Yeah. To say the least. Yeah. And this is one of the ones where the family were saying kind of that it was slow getting going. There wasn't a whole lot of attention. I don't think I've ever seen anything on the news or on social media locally posted about this guy being missing. I don't remember either. And I watched the news with a relative frequency in the in the mornings. I watch it. And you hear, you know, I think what it is. but... Usually when you hear about any sort of people who have gone missing, it's only after they've been found as far as I've seen. Like I'll be watching the news on a Monday morning or a Tuesday morning or something and be like, oh, searchers found the three people that got lost in such and such a pass on such and such a day. And it won't even always be over the weekend. It'll be maybe like a week later or something. Oh, we found them. Yeah, like it's been reporting. People reported, people, authorities have been looking for them, but no one's reported it on the news per se, which I think is kind of fucked up because you never know. Somebody could have been there and then been back home and then they hear that this person went missing. So you think you'd make make that information more out there in the public so that they could call and be like, oh, yeah, I saw this person at this time at... Oh, but there's more important things, Joanna, like what the president is tweeting. That's that's what's more important than missing people is, you know, telling us some fucking bullshit that we don't really need to know. Yes. Or people being um, upset and offended about stupid shit that they shouldn't. Right. And so why not? Yeah. 
Why not? Why would let's, we talk let's, about let's the missing people? Let's discuss that, and yeah. then all the Twitter reactions and back and forth on yes. said topic. Yeah. What celebrity does is doing what celebrity? Yeah. Or That's, saying what celebrity is saying weird fucked up shit, who? or yeah. who got, you know, the Kardashians' new selfie book. <laughs> Just fucking who cares? Who cares? Just a whole lot of garbage. A whole lot of shit trying to mm-hmm. just take the view off other things. Yeah, I mean, I had to kind of do a little back off on social media lately just because it's been, like, beyond stupid. People yeah. are beyond stupid to each other. Yep, that's what that's what it does. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, yeah, the family was saying that they were they they weren't getting a whole lot of support and that it wasn't being put out on the news media and they, and it was only after they started posting stuff on social media that it kind of lit a fire under their butt. I mean, obviously they're searching, they had tracking, but I guess there was like a delay with getting some of the dogs okay, and other search and rescue, probably like helicopters and stuff like that, because there was another plane crash. <laughs> God. So yeah, they were busy so they were, dealing with oh, another plane sucks. crash and another missing person at the time. Wow, is what officials said. And so he was just the last one out of the three things right. that had happened, and they just right. didn't have the resources. They just didn't have the resources wow, immediately, a, but they did sucks. search exhaustively at some point. But it was slow going. Yeah, I guess. it didn't just. It wasn't immediate. It wasn't an hour later. There was. 150 right. people combing right. the, the woods or anything. I think it was not until noon, like the next day or something yeah. like that, after he'd been reported missing, that they actually got going on it. But they still have not found him as of now, May 2018, over a year later. Oh, that's unfortunate. But get this back in July, they thought that maybe they had found Jacob Gray's body. But it actually turned out to be another hiker and he was a missing hiker and his name was Zach Kroll and his body was had been found about two miles north of Lake Cushman so in Olympic National Park yeah and that same week they also found the body of a 60 year old man and he was found uh in a boulder field big rocks yep Near the Nor- Norwegian Memorial, also within the National Park. So that was the guy that was found, along with this other guy, Zach Kroll, and then a- another woman was found also. Wow. And she was found in her car down in Embankment, apparently, um, like her car had run off the road. Oh. And that was, um, it said, the Embankment along Obstruction Point road man mm-hmm that's something yeah so a park visitor had seen the woman's um car at first they thought it was like garbage i guess yeah and they're just kind of going by the side of the road and it was like oh no wait like that's a car oh and there's someone car. in there yeah exactly and i guess she had been reported missing from issaquah oh really yes and 
it seemed as though when they recovered the the car and her body um it was it, she had just been dead a few days so it pretty much just happened right but it happened days yeah days enough for her to be reported missing as well yeah yeah so that's pretty fucked up yeah it's quite fucked up and this has all happened you know in the last year yeah yeah so that's all very yeah this re- guy very goes recent. missing and still has not been found and this is a 22-year-old. He was a surfer. He was a star athlete. He, yeah, was he was a cyclist. I mean, he was in great shape. He was biking with stuff on his bike to go whatever in yeah. the Olympic National Rainforest. Like, that's... Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not... From Port Townsend, right? Yeah, from Port Townsend. So that's not super close, is it? Um, I don't know where it is in relation... It's... Olympic National Park is, like, fucking huge. That's true, yeah. So it's basically from the town that borders one edge of it i believe okay and then going but still you're biking through the there, rainforest right? yeah mm-hmm. it's crazy yeah yeah and his picture was right there on the doors of the visitor center at olympic national park wow when we, when we walked in there still not found yeah and so yeah it's been over a year and he's still not found and then in that time there's been three other people found dead in olympic national park that's crazy Two people hiking and one uh, woman apparently driving her car off the embankment. Well, you know, we are in the Pacific Northwest. And so, of course, you know, we do live in Sasquatch country. We do. And that's one of the theories we have behind missing people. Maybe Sasquatch pushed him in to the river and he got took off in the woods to escape him. I just don't, I don't get, like, what is Bigfoot doing with them? I don't know. And it's weird because there's all kinds of different yeah, theories on what Sasquatch alive. is. Like the kids, a lot of the kids are found alive. Not all of them. But some of them are. And they'll talk about Ape Man sometimes. Sometimes. They'll be like, oh, some Ape Man. It was the hairy Ape Man who stole me. Now, some people believe that Bigfoot was a genetically created species. It was made by the Nephilim. You know, the people that made mm-hmm. us. Uh, they also have a theory that they have RH negative blood. And so they are able to somehow find out which humans have that blood to and are attracted to them, which is a whole nother theory that is actually RH negative people that are mainly disappearing. Hmm. So that's like, you know, if you have O negative or B yeah. negative or all that, I'm yeah, sure you I'm, know. But I do know about for everybody that. I was else, going to say that I am actually RH positive. I'm O positive. Most people are. 85% of, 85% yeah. of people My mom's are. O negative, though. So she's 75 years old and she still fucking goes and donates blood and platelets when she can't. Oh, yeah. That's because. Because she has, she's the she, universal donor as being O negative. Exactly. Yeah. And. As O positive, I'm a universal recipient. Like, I can get, like, anybody's fucking blood, and it's not going to kill me. The RH negative thing is is kind of a trip. So that's missing your rhesus factor, which is something that Mm -hmm. is an antigen in blood, and an antigen is a molecule that creates the antibody. 85% of Americans that that have RH negative blood. And there's no proof that these are the ones disappearing besides a few people have said, Oh yeah, my mother disappeared and she was, you know, RH negative. But there is a belief that there is some kind of agency is watching people with RH negative blood. Really? Apparently the CIA is super interested in people who are completely missing the gene. It's not just turned off. And that's almost always Caucasian people that the gene is completely missing. Hmm. You know, I never really noticed that with these cases. But it's 
true. It's mostly all white people who have disappeared. And so that's the highest probability of having that, the missing that actual gene. Now, they believe that, so, so Bigfoot's got this Rh negative blood because of the Nephilim. There's this theory that people with Rh negative blood are part of, like part Nephilim. Like they've got this alien, quote unquote, blood in them. Apparently, there's this NSA operation called Project Oak Tree that's trying to hunt down the last descendants of the Nephilim known as the Tribe of Dan. The Tribe of Dan took off from Jerusalem after Solomon's Temple was destroyed and went to modern-day Ethiopia and Sudan. The frequency of Rh-negative blood in Africans is generally at 3%, while in Ethiopians, it's over twice that. Hmm. So it's at 8%. But that's still small compared to yeah still small Caucasians. compared to caucasians yes How, what's the percentage about 15 percent of americans at least american caucasians american caucasian yeah. it would probably be i was i'm in, sure in it's, european caucasian it's uh, probably caucasian and an australia caucasian it's just that this study has only been measured in the u.s exactly Is that what you're saying? i'm sure okay. it's probably pretty similar because being american isn't actually like a race like, no we, we know not. that yes <laughs> Uh, now, why does the NSA care about the Nephilim? Could be some wild plan to engineer them or to make a super soldier or something. I don't know. I did an internet search on Project Oak Tree, and it brings up a nonprofit organization called Initiative for Interstellar Studies. And they've got this Project Oak Tree, where Oak Tree stands for Observations and Knowledge with Targeted Reconnaissance of Earth-like Exoplanets. Hmm. So these folks basically just want to colonize and explore space using robots and humans. What well, what did you hear about the the one with the NSA from? Uh, it was just in one of these web pages I went to where I was talking about the RH so negative blood. So it was blood just like a conspiracy theory. It was a theory that the that they, is yeah, they have a conspiracy theory. But they don't have like an actual source as to where they got this information that the NSA was of course not. <laughs> and I couldn't find, and like I said, the only Project Oak Tree I could find was the one that I just explained. But, mm-hmm. I mean, if it's a clandestine NSA plan, then I don't seems, think a, a Google search is like going to bring too, that shit up. I don't know. That seems like too high level of a plan for the NSA, to be honest. Like, Maybe. I feel like somebody who didn't work for the government, doesn't work for the government, came up with that theory because it's... And I didn't find any information stating the blood type of most of these missing people so really that's just a complete just a, a a theory i feel like a lot of times the government knows nothing but they just want people to know less than nothing yes that's not they don't know exactly what's going on all the time i would say a lot of the time but they want you to know it even less yeah that's kind of their True. Uh, objective is to make sure that you know, know less than than they do. If they don't have the answer, they don't want the you. Sure as shit, you're not going to have yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Well, another weird thing is you look at this map where the people are going missing, and it pretty much lines up almost exactly with the map of where known military bases are. And so people believe that the military is hijacking these people. Mm-hmm. Some of them are very smart. Could it so be, or could it be it's just already been allocated as federal land, so... Possibly they, that too. That's when they that's, instituted some place as a national park or a national forest. They just happen to have government offices and and a lot of military bases, bases on the coasts too yeah, nearby. But apparently, where a lot of these people are disappearing, if you use 
the uh, what did they call it? Geo profiling. It's what the FBI uses to find a killer. So if mm-hmm. a killer is killing a lot of people, they'll take these people and you know use math to figure out sort of a center point where he could be coming from. You know, far enough away that he's not incriminating himself by being close to his house, but still close enough that it's not a wild trek to go kill people. And so using this, apparently, it pretty much points to the military bases hmm. being the culprits. However, it's pretty easy to make the data fit if you know the answer you're trying to get. Yeah, I would just be... I would be a little suspect that ultimately the military or government is behind it, 100% these people being missing. I would see them more as trying to cover it up, yeah. but not actually being or, the ones like who I are said, doing it. Or, like I said, not exactly sure themselves, but suspicious of weird shit enough where it's like, okay, well, we don't want... We don't know, but we didn't want you to know even less because it could be something totally fucking crazy and fucked up. And the thing is with with many of these theories is that unless Bigfoot is some extra dimensional being that can just pop in and pop out of our reality or something, like where's all the tracks? Where's right. the tracks of the government officials, you know, or the government military people taking these children and and infirm and intelligent? Like why? Like where's the evidence? Mm-hmm. there's nothing found it's like they're completely disappearing i would say aliens could do it because an alien using their technology plucking us out of wherever would probably be no different than a some kind of bird swooping down and pulling a fish out of the water i mean if mm-hmm. the other fish could think right. they would just be there would be no clues of what happened it, i would be more apt to believe that myself just because yeah i feel like they could kind of go in and out like a lot or parallel universes. Hell, we talked about those. Maybe there's it's random. not a parallel universe. Maybe there's okay? random doorways like, or ugh. vortexes that open and people are falling into them. Who knows? Yes, I know. That's that's a theory, but I don't I don't think that that happens. It's just because you don't like parallel universes. I don't like parallel universes. Our universe is a special snowflake. <laughs> I have said it before and I will say it again. I want there to be only one. <laughs> this one that I am living in. I don't want... Nothing else. Yeah, I want nothing else. else. I want nothing else because I'm I'm satisfied with my reality as I know it to be right now. We also have spoken in the past about the giant birds that people thought were taking people. Right, could be pterodactyls. There's the Native American legendary bird called the Thunderbird, which is a large bird-like creature. You know, there's like actual giant birds like back in the day, and that is fucking terrifying to me. Maybe it's one of those like evil giant birds. That are extinct now, allegedly, but... Maybe we just haven't found them. I mean, they're not even, like, a legend. They actually fucking existed. You need to, like, Google some shit about that. People report seeing these things still. It's terrifying. I would hate to have giant birds running around because birds are fucking evil. They are. They're just dinosaurs that can fly now. Basically, and they will fucking kill you if they have the chance. But I still don't see how it would be the culprit in these particular missing people because... Birds are fucking noisy. Like right. their wings, and they flap and if it's and, huge wings. And if they're up high, they can feet. be spotted from the sky. It's not like yeah. Bigfoot running through the covered forest, or you know, disappearing from some, you know, and reappearing from other d- dimensions or whatever. <sighs> Shut up about the other dimensions. <laughs> um, the thing though is, is that yeah, we don't find a lot of Bigfoot tracks. There have been some more that, Bigfoot tracks than giant ass feathers from birds. That's true. Also. Yeah, there, there's not a lot of tracks, period, though, with a lot of these people. Like, they'll they'll just kind of disappear. There might be tracks for a little bit or none at all. 
They don't find anything. Yeah, no. So Bigfoot ain't the only one not leaving any tracks. Apparently people that go missing aren't leaving any tracks that we know of for the most part. I have a story. It's a very sad one. This is one where a body was found, and it's for David Gonzalez, who was a nine-year-old who disappeared at 8 a.m. in July 2004. Uh, His family was camping at the Big Bear Lake campsite in the San Bernardino National Forest. So it's in California? Yes. A lot of these are out of California. Oh, yeah. We do have several national parks in California oh, and yeah. lots of national forests. Yes. That morning, David asked his mom if he can have the car keys because there are some cookies in the family van that he wants to get. And she gives it to him and kind of watches him for a minute. The van was parked only about 50 yards from their campsite. There's a parking lot. Yeah. Where the van is parked. 50 yards. 46 meters. And she turns her back. And then when she turns back around, he's vanished. Nine years old. So she also remembers seeing like a tan minivan kind of speeding out of the parking lot. Right. right at the same time, she noticed he was gone. But the police didn't find any evidence of abduction. They didn't find any evidence of anything. All they know is that the cookies were still locked in the family van, so he had never made it. Didn't back. make it to the van. He didn't make it to the van. So and the keys were to gone him. too. Yeah, because he had them. Yeah, and they never found any evidence of anything. I mean, he just completely disappeared. But then, about one year later, he his remains were found just about a mile from the campsite, and the authorities said it, it could be a mountain lion attack. Because there are mountain lions, I guess, in that region. But the weird thing is, is that there was no blood found. Yeah, and the mountain. I mean, lions how does a mountain lion it? grab and disable you? If he disabled him to the point where he couldn't scream, like he, you know, you bite your jugular, you start bleeding out pretty quick. You're probably going into shock. There would be blood sprayed everywhere. And it wouldn't be a quiet attack. You would hear the cat. <laughs> probably, yeah. And then most likely, the kid's gonna be screaming. Even if it comes from behind, I mean... Yeah. I mean, the second something's on you like that and you're in pain like that, I mean, you're probably going to be screaming. Unless, like I said, it, it incapacitates you instantly to the point yeah. where you can't. But then there would probably be a significant amount of blood if it had oh, done yeah. that. And there was nothing found. So how does a mountain lion drag a nine-year-old boy and you pro- yeah, a you full mile him. with no blood, no drag yeah, marks, that's... no sound at all? His mom said she didn't hear a thing. And in a lot of these cases, people do say like, oh, my God, you know, it's probably uh, a mountain lion or whatever. And but there's never any tracks and there's never any blood. There's never any sign that it is that this person has done nothing, anything but just completely vanish. And I think that they said mountain lions simply because there are some in in that area. So they could put the blame on that. At least there's another story of Larry Jeffrey, 1966. This is. In Mount Charleston, it was at the peak of Mount Charleston, and it's in the Humboldt uh, Toyabe National Forest, which is kind of near Las Vegas. It's in Nevada. Okay. Larry Jeffrey was six years old, playing with his brothers, and they, when they just suddenly lost sight of him, 
you're, you know, playing a game and all of a sudden notice it's like, oh, hey, where's Larry? And there is just tons of people searching for him pretty quickly. It National Guard and Bloodhounds and about a thousand volunteers. Oh, damn. Yeah. They searched everywhere for this kid. And the thing is, is that there weren't any predators in the area. And they were also in an area that did not have vehicle access. So that kind of ruled out the fact that, or the theory that maybe like a kidnapper had grabbed him and driven off with him. Yeah, yeah. Because, because yeah, can, I mean, your kids are all playing, kind of spread out and lose sight. And it, it, I mean, it only takes a fucking second. It's terrifying. I'm sure. And then they got you and they drive off. But that is not what they think happened just because of where they were. So no predators in the area, no car access. They think that he would have, he was dressed lightly. So they think that he would have had a hard time surviving the temperatures at night. When it drops. So yeah. Yeah. And I saw, I read a couple different stories on it, but only one mentioned that they kind of trailed him for a little bit. They said that there was um, evidence that he had been eating insects and berries. Hmm. But then they lost the trail again and never found him. But the 1966, never found, period, ever. And, oh, the my God. The only evidence found was that possibly that he was eating some bugs and berries. Right. Just, oh, my Bizarre. God. And I just, uh, I just feel for those parents. Seriously. Like, that had to just, I can't even imagine. Like, how do you even, like, leave the campsite and you never find him and days go by? Like, never, ever find him. Leave the campsite, and you're driving him back to your house, and you're minus a child. Yeah. And you're minus a child without knowing what happened for the rest of your fucking life. Right. That's just awful. That is just fucking horrible. I can't even imagine what that was like. I don't want to imagine what that was like. So another one is... Drake Kramer, and he's been missing since February 1st, 2015. And this is in Arizona at Grand Canyon National Park. Okay. So he was last seen where he checked out of the Bright Angel Lodge, and that's at the south rim of the park. And I guess the day before he was reported missing or known to be missing, he had sent his parents a text saying that he loved everybody and... He said he had to give his body to Mother Earth, which was a little weird. Sounds like he was going to go kill himself. Right, except that, I mean, he seemed to be in good spirits, but again, people can be very... You can appear just fine. Yeah, and, and then you... Not be at all. Yeah. But it could be interpreted a couple ways. I mean, he was young. Yeah. He could have been just going through a hippie phase. I saw That's his. True. I saw his picture. He had a tie dye sweatshirt. Oh yeah, he could have just <laughs> been like, I gotta, you know, I gotta give my body to Mother Earth for a few days to like detox and relax. Right. Like Maybe you know, he was you're just giving over to nature and having some sort of yeah, just tripping or something. Exactly, exactly. So I'm not 100 percent convinced that that was meaning he meant to kill himself. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He also just could have been. Someone who just really loved nature and wanted to be one with nature. That's true. It's true. Nature's beautiful. It is. I love to go to these places. Like I said, I went to Olympic National Park. I've gone to several national parks with my kids. I'm going to one next month. In yeah. fact, I will be going to Crater Lake National Park. 
and holding on to my kids for dear life. Because yes. <laughs> people have gone missing there. People have gone Many missing have. there. Um, one of my favorite cases that we talked about in missing in the first missing people was the Charles McCuller. Yeah. The one where the guy was just found. They only a year later found him like 12 miles in, in what would have been at the time, six foot snow drifts. Yeah. Yeah. And just his pants and the socks with the foot bones in it and the one broken tibia in his pants. Yep, and that I was remember it. that one. Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy. And then there's several young children like Oregon in itself, just the national, the national park and the national forest hotspots for missing kids, kids in particular. I think we did like three cases that were uh, yeah. that were kids that yeah. were in the uh, Crater Lake in Oregon and just the state of Oregon. So, yeah, definitely going to be hanging on to my kids next month, but I am going to go <laughs> because it is it is beautiful and I think it's it they are definitely worth seeing a hundred percent. This is more just you know be careful. Yeah, just like with people die all anything. the time and they and, and there's nothing suspicious about it either. They fall or. They get lost and just yeah, don't get found soon enough. Mm-hmm. There's the the weird ones, the ones that we're talking about here, are a, a vast minority of all the right. missing people. Th- ones. These are ones that don't really fit into like a category where it's like you you, you can tell easily what happened to this person. Right. It's like they're either missing or found dead under or found alive under really unusual circumstances, yeah. as yep. we've been saying. Well, you know what some people think. What some people think that fairies are to blame. Fairies. Fairies, yes. I always thought fairies were kind of like nice and even like mean ones. I don't know. I don't know that they would be able to do a whole lot of widespread destruction. Well, according to the Fairy Faith in Celtic Countries by W.Y. Evans Wens, they are a diverse group of critters that range in size and appearance. Walter Yeeling Evans Wentz was an American anthropologist who was one of the first Westerners to study Tibetan Buddhism in depth. He translated the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Tibet's oh, yeah, the great Tibetan Book yogi, of the Dead again. Yep, yep, always. Uh, Tibet's Great Yogi Milarepa, Tibetan Yoga and Secret Doctrines, and the Tibetan Book of the Great Liberation. At 24, he went to Stanford. He studied religion and philosophy and history, as well as receiving his BA and MA degrees. He then went to Oxford and studied Celtic mythology and lore. Here is where he collected fairy folklore from all over the UK and published The Fairy Faith in Celtic Countries, which was his degree thesis. This guy was actually friends with T.E. Lawrence. Oh, okay. Lawrence of Arabia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was friends with this guy. That's neat. I love I love the historical people that are... All homies together? Yeah. Yeah. So in this book, he observes the belief in fairies in a variety of ways. Folklorically, anthropologically, historically, and psychologically. He explores theories from fairies being an actual race to fairies being an imaginary fabrication. Uh, this is a nonfiction book. I haven't read it, but it is nonfiction. Uh, most of the low-star reviews on Amazon are in reference to the physical printed copy of the book being low quality. However, there are some that warn against the theosophical lens it's written in. Theosophy is an esoteric philosophy aimed at gaining the underlying truth of all things, and its main objective is, quote, to form a nucleus of a universal brotherhood of humanity without distinction of race, creed, sex, caste, or color. Well, I can see why people wouldn't like it then. Yes. <laughs> Who wants that? Uh, in the stories and legends he collected, there are a bunch of interesting tropes. I guess people have a tendency to disappear near boulder fields and berry bushes. Both same in these missing people's cases. 
Fairies are said to live inside the boulder piles and for some reason like to hang out near berry bushes. I think there was something in that in, in Australia yeah, folklore where yep. there, there was some kind of thing that lived inside a big boulder or mountain or something like that. Yeah, there. Uh, there's lots of stories about fairy kind of critters yeah. from all over. Yeah, we talked about some in, in Central America in our uh, episode about the cryptids in Central America. Interesting thing, probably this having this having come from fairies liking to hang out near berries. Maybe it's a rhyming thing. I don't know. Uh, but you're not supposed to eat blackberries after Halloween because the pixies have been over them. I don't know exactly what pixies have been over them means. Hmm. But you're not supposed to eat blackberries after Halloween. Well, I can see why fairies would like berries because they wouldn't be able to like handle regular fruit if they're tiny. Yeah, if they're small, it's true. It's like a blackberry is like huge a fucking pineapple if you're a tiny yeah, classic fairy like more than that, stuff yeah but yeah that's what you're going to be eating is berries in some of the stories after a person is abducted by fairies the weather in the area goes all fucked up just like in these missing cases uh, those who do return after a fairy encounter are often in a state of befuddlement having not really any knowledge of what the hell's going on what they'd been through and seemingly untouched by the elements like they were in some kind of fairyland or something with calmer weather. Mm-hmm. There's comparisons made between Native American nature spirits and the Celtic fairies, and that if you look into each of the culture's tra- traditions regarding these things, they're basically the same thing. It's also said that Yosemite Valley is a hot spot for these things. Hmm. So that would be a, where a lot of the disappearances are happening, as in the Yosemite Valley, Yosemite National Park. All of this information was compiled and published in 1910, all from much older stories. So, you know, maybe it's just like the old name for what these missing cases are called now, the missing 411 stuff. Hmm. Interesting. I think people just, in general, don't want to attribute it to fairies. No, they don't. It seems like our culture wants to have something more masculine, like... Aliens or... Bigfoot. Giant birds. Something giant, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Giant man, monkey... Man, bear, pig, something, fucking <laughs> something, something yeah, that looks it seems, cool. It seems the fa- it seems that people encountering fairies in the forest and the fairies making them disappear. I don't know. It seems almost like silly. Like obviously, people would think it was silly anyways. Yeah. Well, but... a lot of these theories people would think are silly. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole. Most people, I think, believe that the idea of Bigfoot at all is silly. Yes, definitely. But I, I think. Fairies even more so. Yes. Just because of the way fairies are portrayed. They're like tiny the little media, girls. Yeah. They're tiny little half naked. Like Tinkerbell like and Tinkerbell. shit. Like Tinkerbell. Yeah. Like, like you got fucking killed by Tinkerbell. Like that's fucking weak. Yeah. You're super weak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When, and it's, you know, a lot of the times it's these young, big young men that are all like. Strapping mm-hmm. and what have you. Yep. And the idea that they were killed by fairies. Like, or, you know, disappeared by fairies, whatever. Disappeared by fairies. But I think actually, it, like fairy lore, like the old school stuff, fairies are kind of more terrifying than yeah. Tinkerbell. Yeah, significantly so. Mm-hmm. They will, uh, yeah, they'll be rude to you. So they could actually do some fucking pretty bad damage. If they were to exist, if they do exist, then yes, they certainly could. If the stories are even half true. Yeah, they're not going to sprinkle you with some pixie dust, and you're going to fly off to Never Neverland. No, they'll make like... you dance for days or. You know, 
replace your child with one of theirs and that's what they said colicky children were were fairies mm-hmm. you know yeah. changelings and all kinds of crazy shit fairies would be a good one to do one day it would be a good one to do i do have one story of a gentleman who went missing he that's came back story. though he came back yeah it was february 7th of this year 2018 a group of firefighters went on a ski trip to Whiteface mountain new york at the end of the day All of them wanted to go in, but one guy, he wanted to go one last run. His name is Konstantinos Philippides. Danny is what he went by. He was from Toronto, Canada. And uh, the search parties, including the Department of Homeland Security, helicopters, and dogs, looked for this guy for six days. He never came down from the mountain. His car, all of his shit, including the cash, credit cards, and ID, were all still at the resort. They didn't find him, but after six days, he turned up. At Sacramento Airport in California, wearing the same clothes, including the helmet, he was last seen in. So he was wearing his skiing gear still. He was stumbling around in a haze, unsure of where he was or how he'd got there. He did, he had an iPhone, didn't know, it wasn't his, but it was an iPhone. So he went from one end of the country to the other. Yes, in six days, with no memory of how he did it. He called his wife on the phone. So he managed to call her, and she was like, dude, you got to call the authorities. So he called 911. Like, you are missing. Took him to a hospital. He was treated. No indications of drug use or mental illness. Weird. He did end up remembering that he was, like, in the back of a semi-truck or one of those big rig trucks, and he slept quite a bit. He also had a haircut. And that's that's it. They were unsure at the time that the article was written whether they were going to press charges or not. I don't know what kind of charges they'd press. Just probably bullshit ones like not having an ID or, you know, skipping like hiding out with a without a visa or some stupid shit because he was mm-hmm. Canadian. I don't know, but I couldn't find Why, out. Do they think much... it's like a like a prank, like a hoax? Maybe, but he. I mean, I. That's weird as shit, though. If uh, yeah. Not because fuck, like what happened to this kid? It's right, just fucking poof. That's pretty crazy. Yep. Well, I have a story about a fireman, and he did not he did not come back. So this guy's name is Mike Herdman, and he disappeared June 13th, 2014, in the Los Padres National Forest. The day before my birthday. Yeah, so he was a 36-year-old firefighter. He was camping with his friend and his dog, and his dog, I guess just ran off and it was late at night and so he took off running after the dog okay and then never came back and his friend searched for him for quite a while and it actually took his his friend got lost it actually took his friend uh his name was tyler byers he was also a paramedic and it took him two days to get out uh to hike out of where they were camped at and get help damn yeah and the dog never came back either? Well, the dog was found like six days later. Like He was spotted a couple of times prior to that, but kept running off. Uh-huh. And they finally caught the dog on the sixth day. Now, they did an, an extensive search. I mean, you know, air, dogs. Everything. Everything. Yeah. Everything. He wasn't found until two weeks later. And... He was found without his shoes. He was found uphill from where 
the dog he had first run off from. Okay. So he was found way up over rough terrain and seemed to have died from falling off a cliff somewhere up there. Yeah. But he was still significantly higher. Wow. Than where he had taken off. It seemed like he w- had run down, been running downward after the dog. Yeah, yeah. And ended up way up high, no shoes. And the authorities are like, they have no idea how he could have gotten where he did without any shoes. And they never found the shoes? No. That's in- that's insane. Yeah. So another strange case to say the least yes yes they're all strange they are all strange the last one i have is uh henrietta murr and this is 2008 she went missing from acadia national park in maine Uh uh-huh she was a french uh foreign exchange student and she was on a field trip with the colby college fellow students from the colby college and she was last in her group hiking up and had stopped to tie her shoelaces and they realized that she wasn't with them a ways up and they backtracked and split into two groups and then called in (sighs) what the hell search and rescue and everything and she has never been found that's crazy just right off the trail just stopped to tie her shoes and that was later it's like oh hey never there yep and so what happens i mean it's a trail you tie your shoes would you just fall into the i mean it's insane it is and with the, the, the dogs and the helicopters and the search teams it's just it's just odd that someone could just vanish and never and never be found that's yes and you know people always again they talk talk about these mundane theories you know mountain lions or you know human predators taking these people you know especially the young children but mountain lions and humans leave traces I mean, there's, right, there's no tracks way. left. Exactly. There'd be blood with a mountain lion. The dogs would have something to smell. It would just, it's. It seems like it's something that would be so large that they can like sweep them up without, you know, physically incapacitating them in a way that would cause them to bleed profusely, which is usually what a bear or a mountain lion would do. Or using like, some sort of technological means that we're unaware of. Yes. Which wouldn't be, be a mountain too. lion. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. I'm I'm just saying that if it was if it is some sort of like animal or cryptoid, it's a big one because yeah. yeah, definitely. A mountain lion, a bear, they try to grab you, you're gonna fight back. I mean, they're probably gonna hurt you pretty bad. Yes. While incapacitating you enough to carry you off. Yes. And there's going so to So there's be... gonna be evidence of yes, that. So exactly. something that is so large that it just can kind of pluck you up. And without leaving any blood or anything. Just, without a sound. Yeah. Totally 100% incapacitate you and, and cart you off somewhere. It's got, that's got to be a big motherfucking Even if it was in, like in the last one where the woman was tying her shoe and then if a Thunderbird flies down and picks her up, it's got a 28-foot wingspan. Right. By like some nobody's going to so fucking notice No one's going to see or hear it. I mean, you can hear when a pigeon is trying to take off. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, come on. It's insane. It is insane, and there are definitely a lot of cases. I would like to get a hold of one of the actual missing four one one books and and, and read there through There has it. been like four now. There's six actually. Is there six There's now? Six. Oh my gosh! Yes, I believe the last one he released was had something to do with hunters, or he's working on one right now that has to do with hunters disappearing. So these are people with weapons and knowledge of these areas, and they're also disappearing. Mm-hmm. So that's it's it'll be interesting to say the least. 
Definitely. And it's, it's interesting just the fact that there are so many and you don't hear a lot about it. So I would like to read through some of those books. Definitely. Definitely. This one on, um, Henriette, Henrietta Murr, I watched a YouTube video and if you do want some, uh, YouTube videos that have a lot of information on these people or just like they're, they keep a good, pretty good running list. Uh, there's a guy named Rusty West who does some YouTube videos on this. And this is the one where I found the information on Henrietta Murr because there was nothing else I could find on her. I don't know if it was because she was a foreign exchange student or what the deal was, but but there was nothing you could find. She disappeared, yeah. and there was like nothing about it listed anywhere. Man, I think I think Rusty references David's stuff a lot. Oh, too. probably. So Pilates is pretty much yeah. the the man he's, with the master yeah, plan as far got, as this is concerned. Yeah, he's the one who's really got the yeah. complete list of of everything going on everywhere. Well, we we'll each buy different copies of the missing four one books, and then we can trade them. There you go. Yeah, we each buy three. <laughs> <laughs> And it's it's interesting to it's not just national parks, it's national forests. And I wanted to mention about that the guy uh Jacob Gray from Olympic National Park, the one that had just gone missing when I went there last year. Yes. So not only was there all this other stuff going on that kind of led to the delay, there is an issue over the jurisdiction. Interesting, because of it's because, federal versus state. No, it's it's both federal, but it's different federal agencies. Like oh. I think I mentioned this when uh, we did like the cryptids, uh, the chupacabra. Yeah, national forests are run by the Department of Agriculture, the U.S. Forest Service. Yeah, and national parks are national park service and often <laughs> national parks and national forests intersect or border each other. And right. in this case. It's the Soul Duck River that bisects the national park from the national forest. And so you have to have different like credentials yes. or whatever to get into each one or, or different and, and permissions and, and different they just have different procedures too. Of course. And I mean it's just Why like, would you make it easy? I know. Like I mean, tell me this isn't a government run operation. Right, here, it's right. just like you have gotta be kidding me. <laughs> just, kind of thing. It's insanity. It is. It is utter insanity. And I like I said before, I'm not hundred percent sure the the government e- even knows what's going on. Yeah, that's like they're definitely that's... withholding stuff. Yes. And I one hundred percent agree that they are being less than forthright and then there's a lot of red tape and a lot of excuses when it's like it's fucking people's kids right and, and people it's just people yeah, it's just people in fuck. general like fuck well even the grown people that's somebody's kid yeah well, that's true we're all someone's kid mm-hmm. yeah so obviously i feel like there's something they want to cover up but i don't know that they i'm are not 100 culprits themselves not only that, that they are the, not the culprits themselves, but I don't know that they even know what yeah. they're covering up. Yeah, yeah. Well, folks, when you're uh, out there at these national forests and what have you this summer season, uh, keep a hold of your kids. Definitely. Keep a hold but of yourselves. go, and you know, don't go hiking by yourself. If you do, get one of those trackers, leave your cell phone on, tell people where you are. It's not only going to, not always going to be helpful, but like, Nate said earlier, these cases represent a very small amount of people that actually get hurt or go missing. So when even you're going get hiking and on by vacation. a ferry, 
you may <laughs> fall down and hurt yourself and it's best to be able to be saved and not be found as a corpse right so do what do whatever you can to uh make yourself safe and i think that's all we've got for you this time and stay strange everyone do you enjoy the stranger than podcast please let us know rate and comment on itunes check out and like our facebook page facebook.com slash stranger than podcast our twitter at underscore stranger than or drop us an email stranger than podcast at gmail.com that's stranger than podcast all one word at gmail.com also feel free to email us any strange mysterious or misunderstood stories or topic suggestions that you'd like to share or hear about